that riff right there, that riff right there. This is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And once again, I'd like to thank the amazing Kat McGill for stopping by this evening. Check her out this Friday for the book and film release of The Myth at the Downtown Independent. Well, we've been playing some guitar tracks all night, and we already have our guest on the line. He's, he's rocking and rolling, y'all. He's on the warpath. He just told us that. So uh, without further ado, y'all remember this brother, man. He was here a few months ago when we paid that amazing tribute to the late and great Mr. Wawa Watson. And uh, he kicked off our show with some amazing insights on the instrument of guitar. And uh, he's back, y'all. We're going to talk some more guitar tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, like I said, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Mr. Pocket Honore. Mr. Honore, are you there? Hello, hello. I'm doing fine. Hello to everybody out there listening. Um... Peace and blessings for all you good help to everybody. And let's talk about some yeah. guitar. So let's Man, I've been playing some jams all night, my brother. That was a guitar player that was from my past, from the 80s, by the name of Joe Satriani. Now, this is a P-Funk oh. show, basically. Basically, this is a P-Funk show, uh, Mr. Honoré, but every once in a while, i got to play some cats that are just come out of that school Amen. of... Uh, Eddie Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, you know what I'm saying? Joe Satriani, Amen. man. That was called Always With Me, Always With You. Tell me about Joe Satriani, yeah. my brother. What are your thoughts? Well, I think about Joe Satriani is pretty dope. Actually, he's a Bay Area cat where I live at now. been up here four years. And, yeah. Uh, yo, man, Joe, Joe Sat, he still got it, man. It's, it's nice to see cats like him still carrying the tradition of what they do and not be ashamed of it or feel outdated, you know, because at mm. the end of the day, it's music. And uh, yes. what's and what's really going on is is that I think these kids have got caught up into so much uh, online gaming and online guitaring that a lot of kids have kind of veered away from instruments. And uh, I noticed I that not too long ago, man, when I was I was in guitar center the other day, and um, it was very 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 thin in there, and the players that they had in mm. there were very 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 elementary. And I was just like, Yo, yeah. is this art dying? Or is it uh, is it not holding one, anyone's interest anymore, or what? And I kind of mm. sat back and evaluated the situation, and there's really minimal music now that's heard on the radio with guitar. I know. If you really take a break back and look at now, some of the, some of the cool things that are happening with guitar is you catch um, or the vibe of guitars is you catch groups like Zillicami and Sauce Mula, the young rap kids out mm. of Florida. They they're putting an the actual metal edge onto their lyrics and the way that they display their hooks and stuff and their rap stuff if you check them out, which is pretty mm. cool. And that goes mm. to show you that those young cats is listening to guitar players, you know? Um, yeah. I was just with Jaden Smith and uh, Will and Jada last Friday up at Apple, and um, what's going on was um, Jaden was telling them that he was doing another record and that he has been listening to Bad Brains, and um, he's getting huh. more in rock and roll. And he's gotten like that because of his mother from Wicked Wisdom. And, um, <laughs> you know, he was just like, yo, when, I, when he got off the stage, he was like, Uncle Pocket, you going to bless me with them guitars on my record? And I'm like, yeah, anytime. <laughs> of course. And I told him, yeah. I, I told him, I told him anytime, I said, I'm trying to play as much guitar as possible because kids are getting away from instruments and they think yeah. cat pads are instruments. And it's like, you know, Timbaland's dope and Timbaland got his thing, but cat pads aren't instruments to me. Tap pads or tap right. pads. You tap in what you do. You're not creating any notes. You know, you play some mm -hmm. samples and all that stuff. So, to me, that's, mm -hmm. that's not playing music. It's piecing right. music together. That's how I look at it. 
Right. But coming to talk about guitar, man, um, I think guitar is probably one of the most eclectic but Jedi Master type instruments that you could ever, ever, ever have because as far mm. as you want to take your skill level, um, it will it will let you go. As far as you want to paint and do a bunch of mm. stuff, it will let you do that. Guitar is mm. so um, how can I say? There's no there's no bearings on the instrument. Mm-hmm. You can do mm-hmm. whatever these days with it, you know, and it's and it's dope. And I I think everybody should explore that. I think absolutely with guitar, people have made the basics too unfun. Um, Ooh, and, and that has kind of and that has kind of pushed kids away. I've noticed that because well, I teach I teach guitar on Tuesday nights for free at my buddy Tukey's house, and uh, hmm. it's for anybody at Apple who want to come and learn. And everybody oh, okay. I've taken on has have taken guitar lessons before. And it's like, yo, the basics is just too boring to learn. And so we have to kind of revamp our guitar learning system and way we approach guitar. And so that's what I've been but, doing. And now, now I'm at the point where I'm ready to get back out and start playing again because um, I went through like a two-and-a-half-year depression when my father died. Uh, that was yes, my sir. best friend. And uh, I had no desire to play guitar. I loved it, but I had no desire to pick it up. And uh, yes. it just comes to a point where you just got to, you know, pick up your bootstraps and pull them up and just dig down deep and uh, yeah. discover who you are and what you do. And um, right. NAMM show, show this year really did it for me because I hadn't been to NAMM show in almost six years. And I Break down the NAMM thing. I needed to take a... Yeah. Tell um, us who NAMM is. The NAMM show... NAM, NAMM is the National Conventions of Music and Merch. So all the new equipment that come out at the top of the year is displayed at the NAMM show. And everyone who has endorsements come out to pump their equipment and display all the newest of new. And uh, mm. I got a little burnt on it because it became like Guitar Center and not a professional situation. So I stepped away from it for a while. And my ESP and all my companies understood. So at the mm-hmm. top of this year, it was the first time I've been in a long time. And um, everybody was really shocked that I was there. Everyone was really like, you disappeared on us. And it was for a right. damn good reason. And oh, yeah. uh, I just put everybody on notice. I said, come 20. 19 and 2020, same uh, friends. I'm coming to terrorize. Same <laughs> friends. Man, the last time you were here, exactly. The last time you were here, you said something was going to drop in 2019. You had some solo stuff yeah. coming out, and yeah. you got some stuff with uh, Wicked record. Wisdom. Yes. Yeah, it's two, it's two records. Actually, it's three records written. Hmm. Two of them are tracked, all the way tracked. Um, okay. The funk record, I'm going to pick my spot when I put that out. That that might be a next next okay. summer release, so people can really backyard mm. barbecue. This summer, I want people to get blooded up a little bit. I want people to take some bruises <laughs> and some hard knocks. Remember <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, that's but right. As far as well, the, as far, as go far, ahead. As far as the as far as the metal record, uh, it's very yeah. groovy. Um, it's radio tunes on there, so people from radio can dig it. And then it's it's, it's a little bit for everybody, but it all stays okay. in the same vein, and it all it, it all ties into it. And the whole album tells a story. It tells a story. Okay. The whole record. If you listen to it from first song all the way to the last, yeah. it's only nine of them. They tell okay. you the whole story. And it's hmm. also we, we've done an, we've done an anime, a comic book anime for it. Ah, so we're working on that right now, man. Let, let me catch up to you, man. Yeah. You you dropping all kind of news tonight. So I'm not at the top with, of the show, I'm not, I see you ain't playing. I'm not playing I see with, you ain't playing. 
I know, man. I know. Yeah. At the top of the show, I, I, I did reference the fact that you are uh, the guitar player for Wicked Wisdom. And for those that need a reminder, that is the incredible band that is fronted by Jada Pinkett Smith. And you were talking about Jada and That's Will right. and Jaden. And uh, this is their guitar player, Mr. Pocket Honore, putting it down. And he has been player. putting it down. Yes. Yeah, writer and producer for the, for the band. So it's like, Come on you know, now. I, I have to come up. No, look on all the credits, dude. Uh, first, first record wrote everything. Cameron Graves and I. Second record, Cameron Graves and I wrote everything. Yeah. So we have. We'll to, see. When when did that first album come out? Stuff. Yeah, you've been doing it for real. When did that first album come out? Back in the day. The very first Wicked Wisdom came out was 2003. Troy Johnson and I, George Johnson from the Brothers Johnson Son, and Cameron oh. Graves and I. Oh. Us wrote that record. Yes. That record. Brothers Johnson. That record. Yeah. George Johnson's son, George Jr. Yeah, yes. that used to be the writing crew. Like, like we have we have heavy crew. Okay. Um, wow. So that that record you probably won't find because when we were in Europe the day it came out, Jada had it pulled. She wasn't happy with it. Mm, she okay. had it pulled. But I tell you, okay. I tell you what, I know somewhere in my archives I got a copy. I'll get it to you. And you'll hear oh, the please songs do. on there. Right. And we toured with that record, opening for Britney Spears on the Onyx Hotel tour, and Britney was like, "That record's killing," and you guys pull it. She was like, "That's not what mm. I want." And the reason why that happened, because she, she broke into my laptop and she started hearing Slipknot and El Nino, and she was like, this is where we need oh. to be. Ooh. And I was like, okay, right? cool. And she was like, get rid, of the whole, get rid of the whole band and get the players that we need to do. Pay them handsomely, be good to them, turn them on to other gigs, don't leave them out there with no jobs, and let's get to rolling. And that's exactly what we did. We took care of the last band. Everybody went on. I wrote the stuff that she wanted. It was heavy. She liked it. And then we went for it. But that was 03, yeah, man. I think you had mentioned to me off the air that you guys were a little oh, ahead yeah. of your time. Way so ahead what, of what was time the reception like? Exactly. Um, what was the reception? Actually, well, this is the reception after a while became incredible. So let me just tell you how it is. When we, when we first started doing the heavy stuff, and Sharon Osborne came to see us uh, at the Viper Room. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the yeah. wife. That's the wife of Ozzy Osborne, ladies Osborne. and gentlemen. Big love, yes. to Ms. Big love to Miss Sharon Osborne. She's a sweetheart. 100% yes, sweetheart. I don't give a shit what nobody says about her. She was a queen and a sweetheart to me the whole festival. So I could never say nothing about bad about Miss Osborne. Period. Right on. Um, she heard okay. the band Hurley. Her, her, John Finn, and Charlie Hernandez, they came out, and everybody thought it was going to be funny. And um, the first thing I walked up to the mic, everybody was looking. I said, just to let you know, this ain't no R&B shit. Because that's what we had on the back of our team. All right, remember, we're uh, live on radio. Yeah, remember, we're live on radio. Okay. we got to be, be careful with the okay, yeah, go this ahead. R&B. So this is right. R&B. <laughs> so, right. um, and, and everybody started laughing. And, like, Tom Cruise was a big fan of the band. He was there. All kind of people was there. And when we played that first note, when we opened up with the big, fat B-flat, everybody face mm. thought they saw the exorcist. When the band started playing... I just saw her whole table stand up and started screaming like, oh, my God, they really put us in a trick bag. So at the end of the night, we were downstairs in the bar, and uh, I was talking to a bunch of people, and Miss Miss Osborne came up, and she's like, I'll see you at Ozfest. I said, man, she's I'll see you at Ozfest. Nine o'clock. Okay. I said, yes, ma'am. And so from wow. that point on, it was dope. But the metal community didn't like it for the simple fact that there was a star in the band, no one had ever heard of the band. And then when they did their research on the band, they thought it was the most unfair band ever 
on a tour because everybody was studio musicians and touring musicians. At that time, it was myself, uh, Philip Fisher from Fishbone, uh, Corel yeah. Tuna, Tuna Door from the Goo Goo Dolls, um, Rio Lawrence from Eric Benet. So oh, okay. there was no slouches in the there was no slouches in the band. So mm. I could understand when your when your band went out there and you've been practicing all your life to get to a certain point. Did here come a band that just out of nowhere fucks you up from day one? Yes, I all right. fucked up. Oh, all right. This but, is, um, yeah, this is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and we're joined tonight by Pocket Honoré of Wisdom, Wicked Wisdom. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did say you were on the warpath tonight, so. No, it's all my good. Bad. It's my all good. So, out there. I'm sorry about that. No, but you, I, I mean, I, I appreciate your spirit, man, because I, I know you, you've come through and you, you've had to go through and you're, yeah. you're excited, man. So I ain't mad at you. Go ahead, man. Yeah, man, I, I'm pumped. So, so the first show yes, in sir. Boston, and I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. call this DJ out and I'm going to embarrass her because when she hears this, she'll know it. Her name is Mystery Carrie at WAAF. She was all right about the band. So, so she told everybody mm. on day one of the festival, pick up whatever you can and throw it at the band when they started playing. So people, oh, you know, put rocks wow. in water bottles. They peed in water bottles. Every disgusting wow. thing you think they could do, they did it and threw it at us. And hmm. you know what? We we never backed down. And here's the sad That's part right. about it. And this is, why mm-hmm. media, this is why media ruins a lot of band and people's lives. Just because one person mm-hmm. has an opinion and put it out there, everybody yeah. else jump on the bandwagon and never use their own mind. So, But she was really embarrassed at the end of the day because by... The third song of the set, we had a pit going, bruh. Oh, then that right. Was like, wait a minute. It turned around, I was like, yo, you put this, you dogged this band like this to the world, and this band got dogged like this, and this band is out here smashing people? Wow. That's wow. what it was well, like how, for the kids after the first show. Yeah, you know? but you, but how did Jada even hear about you? You, How did y'all cross paths? Oh, uh, like, this is real funny. I used to be a bouncer at a club. Okay. I'm only five six. Uh-huh. I, well, I know. <laughs> I'm glad you said something because what yeah. I remember, man, you you ain't no three hundred pound gorilla. You know no. what I'm saying? No, but I'm a, I'm a very skilled martial artist. So come on now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let it be known, deep, bro. Come on Let now. Known, not to be joking. Yes, sir. So, um, yes, sir. The first time I met Jada, I was bodyguarding at the dog with her, Tisha Campbell. Uh, Debbie Allen, Norm Nixon, and they all came up to the door, and I knew they was from different world. I said, the ladies get in free, homie, and you're going to pay $20 to park. <laughs> he said, you charging me $20 to get in the club? I said, no, I'm not charging you $20 to get in the club, bro. $20 to park. So every Tuesday you come here, you're going to park right there in that spot, and nobody going to scratch a dent your car, and y'all going to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's how I knew Jada and Latifah. All of them, because they used to come to our club, because the club back then, our DJs were Cypress Hill before they had their deal. Um, yes. What else? The House of Pain, they hadn't even had their deal yet. There was my two G- DJs uh-huh. on that night, and they were switched up those two crews. So okay. it was dope. It was, a club, it was a Guatemalan restaurant my boy, Ika, from Booyah Tribe, and I did the club, Ooh. and it was called Guadalentas. Yeah, you talk about uh-huh. Wow. Um, yes, sir. So yeah. Yes, sir. So yeah. Okay. So we had that, and that's how I met her. And so my boy Colin Wolf, who worked with Dr. Dre, came by my old studio mm-hmm. when their house revived that Anthony Brewster and I uh, had together. 
And he said, yo, man, my boy Dallas Austin needs some help. And we was like, yo, what's up? He needs some musicians for this project. So we went to see the project, and it was Jada Pinkett Smith. And she was like, I remember you. You were a bouncer at a club. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you too little to be bouncing. And <laughs> I showed her why I was bouncing because I, I had a 105-pound Rottweiler behind my, my little podium. You didn't want nothing ah. either. So, and then from that point on, she said, we should jam. And we jammed, and we wound up hitting it off and writing tunes together. And from that point on, we've been family ever since. Wow. There you go. Break it on down. Me, me, her, Will, we all been family ever since. How about that? Well, match made in L.A. Yes. Surprised by what? When I saw saw Will last Friday, he didn't know I was up at Apple. You know, mixing commercials and stuff. He's like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, I told you, man, I'd be on the move. So like, mm-hmm. I told him I was putting out music this year, and he was like, thank you, Chief. Oh, man. <laughs> we can't wait, man. And you mentioned Cypress yeah. Hill, man. They, I don't know if you heard, but they just got honored for uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one of the first. They probably might yeah, be man. the first hip-hop group, Latino yeah. hip-hop group, to get a yeah. star on Hollywood. So shouts out to Be Real. Yeah, um, Be my Real. man, oh, man. Who are the mother cats, man? Yeah, all, man all all the, yeah, all of them, man. Cypress Hill, man. Big up, big up. Eric, Y'all Eric did Bobo. it. Eric, Eric Bobo. Ah. So much love to him, too. That's somebody I okay. Anthony Brewster in Santa Monica. Much love to Eric Bobo. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, but it, it's like this. Back to what we were talking about. How did it feel to be ahead of our time? In one aspect, yeah. it was an honor. In another aspect, right. it was a crutch. But there's so many people want us to come back out right now, man. And I've been trying to get Jada to do it. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get her to do it, but she's been so wrapped up with the Facebook thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's been writing movies, and she just sold the movie to Apple. So it's just like, you know, I, I, I can't tell her don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, right. you know, I want you to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's well, what, what does that mean for you? Anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you are a musician through and through. You're the real deal. And, so and, and that's when why, And that's why, I have, that's why we have Death Touch. It's basically the whole Wicked Wisdom rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And we are featuring Mike, Mike Ty from this group called Volumes, who's the new lead singer for the band. Okay. And, um, man, I tell you like this. Mouthy Yosei yeah. is not into heavy music at all. Okay. When she heard this new stuff, she was like, I'm a fan. And I couldn't believe it. Mm. So, okay. um, we we simplified some things, and the new singer opened up a lot of other doors for us to where we could make things happen. And um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be mm-hmm. beautiful, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful, man. Um, well, before you go, I'm gonna try to pin you down for a release date. I mean, even if it's like last quarter or something, man. I, I hope you can tell us when first, it's coming out. First week, first week of June, we're looking to release oh, there you the first go. single called Distance. We looking to okay. we looking to release and the video and the first single the first week of June. The song is called Distance. Um, it's really catered to all the ladies out there that got men on the road that need to understand that mm-hmm. all of us ain't out there messing it up, and we really trying to have lives outside of this simple lives yes. and come home right. pretty good. I, I think everybody will be able to relate to it, and um, mm-hmm. it'll be good. Um, my boy Dwayne Johnson heard it when I first wrote the tune, and he was like, "That's a hit." Oh wow! He was like, that, well, "He was like, that's a hit." Okay, well, yeah. when June comes that's around, brother, when when June comes around, I, I, I want you to. I yeah, June, man. You got first, 
you got first dibs and the whole band, and if the whole band needs to come to you in person, we will be there. Not a problem. Come on now. All right. I'm, I'm a, hey, person. this don't take. This don't take, brother. So uh, I know you're a man of your word. So we're gonna do I'm it a like man that. Of my so, word because I'm trying to visit and I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. I'm mm-hmm. trying to open as many ears and minds as possible. I'm trying right. to reach as many kids as possible. So we yes. can start changing things. We put our good music. We put our good messages. Somebody's gonna do. Gonna listen and do something right. You know right. what I'm saying? Everybody That's don't right. have to do wrong in this world right now. We focus on the wrong. Like Charlemagne yeah. said, people, the lie is more mm-hmm. entertaining than the truth, which is it wrong. Is. Yeah, it's He's wrong. right about that. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try to really keep, kick some some truth down so people can wake up a little bit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't think there's any more truth than, yeah, I mean, musicians are really about the truth, man, because y'all are ride or die for your art. And when you were here last time, you were talking yeah. about the fact that uh, Wawa was like, he's all, he, didn't, he wasn't trying to be famous with his. He just wanted to play his guitar and make the song yeah. as best it could, could possibly get. And when I think about guitar yeah. players, man, I mean, it, it's, it's great when right. they can be that lead and can be the, the lead singer and performer. But when you're in the, when you're in the band, I mean, what what challenges does a guitar player have that are unique to that instrument as compared to the bass player or compared to the keyboardist or compared to the guitarist, drummer? Uh, yeah, the what's the life of a guitarist like? In a, rock, in a rock situation, for me, yeah, um, yeah. it's easy because I'm, I'm a riffomatic head type person. Uh, for most guys, okay. it's that I got to come up with the riff to carry the band. I got to come up with this riff to carry the band. I never look at it like that. I was like, mm. I just want to write a good song. That's what I'm into. I'm going to take this instrument yeah. that I know well, and I'm going to write a song, and I'm going to try to reach somebody. Mm. You know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I hope, hopefully I'll play the right notes that reach you. That's why I tell people, if I write a song and you don't like it, tell me what mm-hmm. you don't like about it so I can dissect it and so I can reach you. So I can get yeah. you to understand where I'm coming from and my point of view and what I'm trying to do. And well, who, I think the way that I think. Who, I know you have your bandmates, and I, I know they inspire you, but who else can you think of that, as far as musician chops, who's inspired you and has kept it really 100 with you as far as if something was really popping off or if you uh, could improve on what um, you were doing? Uh, who really got your attention well, in that way? I, I still have a guitar teacher. And his name is Reggie Boyd Jr., and I, I still hmm. study because there's so much out there to learn. You can never learn enough. So I'm always mm-hmm. studying. He 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 stays on me. Um, guy Vic Johnson from the Bus Boys. He plays with Sammy Hagar. I listen to him a lot. We haven't linked up yet, but we know each other very well. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Gills is another cat that I'm cool with. That I oh, get wow. advice from. You know, we we see every each other every now and again. My drummer Aaron plays on all of Eric Gills' records, so that's how him mm-hmm. and I got acquainted. So he's he's a, he's a partner. He came. He heard me. He came. He was actually at the studio when I was tracking the rhythm tracks, and the first thing he said, mm. that shit is banging. He said, that shit okay. there is banging. And I was All right. I mean, that stuff is banging. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I just try to find people who are ten times better than me and just learn. Yeah. And and when it what? comes to learning, you can't have an ego. Right. You can't have an ego. You got to have an open heart, and you got to have an open mind, because if you don't, you can't learn. Hmm. You know? You, you if you're learn. taking lessons... Do you do you have to read music to do what you do? 
Oh, yes. Yes. We read on purpose because if you go to a jazz gig, people are handing you a real book and expect you to read. Or some R&B gigs, they have charts. But you should know how to read music. It's like opening the mm. book and reading and explain the situation to somebody. It's, it's really right. period. Just different, a different letter system is used. That's all. Mm. That's so are you looking at key signatures? Are you looking at notes that are stacked? Because key, guitar key players, signature. they got chords to play. Yeah, go ahead. What, 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 what's yeah, it like? I look at key, sig- key signature, chord charts, chord progressions. It don't matter. It could be a 2 5 one, one, four, five. No matter what key, look at the paper. Once you learn the algorithms and everything that you're supposed to learn for your guitar, for your guitar, your instrument, when you open that yeah. piece of music, you you should be like, okay, this is here, this is in, in C, you know, this is common, you know what I'm saying? They got the common signs so It's like reading the right. book, learning the basic words. Z, in, up. out, to all the basic words. A, B, B flat, C. You learn it all. Same mm. thing. Same thing. Same thing. Well, what is it? What you said, people have gotten kind of lost. They've, they've gotten kind of bored with the fundamentals, and they don't want to take the time to, to, to devote themselves yeah. to the craft of learning and mastering the instrument. So what happened to yeah. us, man? I mean, what, what happened? Uh, we, got, we, we, got, we got caught up with the Internet and video games. We got caught up with um, immediate satis- satisfaction or what we think is immediate satisfaction. Can you learn guitar watching somebody on YouTube? Well, what about if you can you watch somebody on YouTube and that could be your guitar instructor? Is it can it work like that these days? You could you could if you have a good instructor. If he's explaining each string and each fret and what it is, yes, you could. It depends Hmm. on the teacher and how he lays his plans out. It's just like an architect. If you got crappy plans, you're gonna have a crappy Mm -hmm. house. If you got great mm. plans and you got everything because you've done it before with that experience, it could be a really great situation if you take your time and pay attention. Wow. All right, well, tell you what, my brother, I am so glad to have you here tonight. We got some guitar tracks I want to lay on you. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, okay. this is by far not an exhaustive list. I mean, we can go on and on about the amazing guitar players that have preceded this generation. And cats that are out there right now, you know, I could, I could just – I'll uh, turn it over to you to just name some of your favorite cats that are out there right now. But I'm going to play oh, this track, me, me. and I want to – yeah, well, we'll okay. tell you what. We're going to take a break, and I, I want to hear what you have to say about that because I know you know everybody. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I, I want to yeah. hear about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pocket Honore of Wicked Wisdom. He's joining us tonight. We're talking some guitar. We're talking some funk. We're talking rock and roll. We're talking metal. And uh, they're about to blaze a trail with the uh, the release of their album coming out in yep. June. Uh, Pocket Honore of Wicked Wisdom is joining us yeah. tonight. This is KCWG, the truth.com. This program is called Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after this with more with Mr. Pocket Honore. Stay tuned. This is David Webb, the president and CEO of the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on K. CWG, the truth.com, the best internet radio show on the planet. So lock it in and tear off the knob. The art of deception, so true. Often getting into one's bank account, one's home, and one's Cadillac. Simply preposterous. You have to be very careful of the type of woman that might attempt to even run this type of game. Like this one here. Ooh. I know you're trying to be cool, but girl, you're just a little too cool. Hanging with the good girls, but that ain't how you usually 
Why you acting all precipitate? Walk right by me, don't even speak Oh, you don't know me now Let me jog your memory The same chick met me in the VIP Had you in my room laying up next to me Oh, you don't know me now Oh my goodness. Morris Day. Mois. It's Mois. This is KCWGTheTruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And uh, we're joined tonight by Pocket Honore, guitar player for the band Wicked Wisdom. And that was some, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, who was that? Do you know who that was, uh, Mr. Pocket Honore? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 they call themselves the original seven, my brother. The original seven, but they're better known. They're better known as the time. The time. <laughs> yes. Oh Lord. Yes. Oh Lord. Yeah. Lead guitar player Jesse Johnson. I have, a, I have a funny story for you, Jesse. Yes, one of my heroes. Yes. Very, yeah, yeah. Break guy. it down. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it is. But you, yes. you got, you got a story to yes. tell us about that, right? Yeah, I do have a story to tell you. I am the sub guitar player for Morris Day in the time when Tory Ruffin's not doing it. Um, Ooh. He called me one day. He had, he couldn't do it, and I had to go fill in for him in Tunica, Mississippi, with no rehearsals. Uh oh. How'd you do that? You know how much? <laughs> hey man, I had an old VHS from this uh, WG Enterprises <laughs> in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. With wow. the original time, I kept that tape, and I actually learned that whole set by myself with all the steps. And so when I got the sound check in Tunica, Mississippi, I started going through everything, and Bing was like, you know the whole old show. Okay, we got to cut that in half, mm. and Bing just started laughing. Bing was like, this is too funny. And uh, Oh, wow. I played, that one, I played that one gig with him, and they called me to play another gig uh, in Arizona. And uh, actually, hold on. Tunica was the second gig. The first gig, I was doing BET Live in L.A. with no rehearsals. Mm. And I walked into Tempe, Arizona wow. on the baseball field to headline with them. And so I mm. went in and I played, like, through, like, three or four songs. And they was like, oh, you can play the parts. Can you step? I said, yeah, I can step. I learned everything from the from the WG. And it's like, where you get the WG <laughs> Enterprise team from? More was laughing and stuff, you know. And, uh, and a lot of those wow. kids that remember me because they met they had met me when I was a kid in Baton Rouge, so like Bean and Morris and Monty remembered me from me being a kid, and then they were just teasing me for being BET Live in L.A. But what happened was, when I played that very first gig with them, I nailed the gig the very first time. Wow. So and did Morris you have to like, dance, too? never happened. Oh, I, I bet yeah. it hasn't. You, you, you could dance, too, because the time, they oh, got yeah. choreography, man. You can't just sit there and just oh, play man, a guitar. You, no, you did bro, that, huh? No. I can step. I can step, man. When I was a kid, man, I used to be in the pop rock and dance, and then I had two older sisters that were cheerleaders and liked to dance, and it's like, my brother's going to know how to dance. He's not going to be a wildflower wow. when you go to the dance. So my sisters yeah, made sure right? I knew how to dance, and, you know, playing music. Wow. And I've, all, I've never had a problem. So when I was in school, wow. I had a whole pop locking crew, so it was no problem. So Is that right? You know, that's how... That's how I got that gig, man. So that was like a dream gig for me. I told my buddy Tori, wow. anytime you need me, I'll do it if you can't make it. And because it's like, that was his dream gig, too. And I was like, man, go have fun. My dream gig is always to play my own music and, you know, and just go out and blast. 
And uh, I get that, that opportunity with Wiki Wisdom, and now I'm going to get it with my band Death Touch. And uh, yes. the album is, is entitled Tales from the Poison Hand. And the Poison Hand wow. is actually a martial, a martial arts style called Demop. That was the original mm-hmm. name of the band. But uh, some lawyer over here in the United States owns the name, and I'm going, like, how could you own a name for the martial art? So, um, mm. you know, another name for Demop was the Poison Hand. And so mm-hmm. we named the record Poison Hand, and the other name for it is Death Touch. So we said, look, this is name is Death Touch, and it's going to be Tales from the Poison Hand, and everybody was cool with it. It worked. Um, I'm going to send you an actual, when we, when we finish it, I'm going to send you the first draft of the album cover. It's sick. Ooh. Um, you okay. You're lose your mind. Um, That's right. You're blowing my mind already, yeah, brother. Some, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully some kids will have some fun with it. Yes, sir. Uh, I, honestly, it might be. I'll just have to say right now, it's the piece of work that I'm most proud of because it was it was done straight from the heart, and it was done at a mm. time when I was going through some major stuff with family and health, and yeah. I just really that was really a moment for me to heal. And um, right, everybody who's heard every track on there just go. You guys, you guys went there. You guys went there for real. You guys went there. Wow. You know? And um, well, let me, I was like, that's, yeah. I look forward to hearing it, man. Yeah. I really look forward to hearing it. Yeah, Can you man. tell us a little bit about, uh, I, I mean, you, you've been talking about Tory Ruffin, and um, I know he's a, oh, yeah. a good friend of yours. And uh, can you tell us a little Tory bit, Ruffin. what was it like to be, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to hear more about that, brother, but to be on stage Tory? with Morris Day, can you tell, well, t- yeah. talk to us about Tory, and then tell us what it's like to be on stage with Morris Day. Okay, well, Tori is a brother to me. Um, I've known him since I was 18 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I actually studied with him. Him and I played. I actually studied with him when he was teaching at MI. And uh, mm-hmm. over the years, man, we just became what God wanted us to be, brothers. And uh, we okay. really look out for each other, and we teach each other stuff that we don't know. So we always exchange information. He's a beautiful soul. Um, yeah. Playing he on plays left-handed, don't he? Day, doesn't yeah, Tory yeah, play left hand? Yes, yeah, sir. And MI stands for. Oh, that's yeah. And MI stands for. Yes, is that in Boston or is it one in LA? That's the one in LA. The school in Berkeley is Berkeley School of Music. That's uh, only MIs on the West Coast right now in Japan. Got it. So yeah, um, Tory's a good dude. More. Yes, sir. Man, playing on stage with him. The only thing, the only way I can describe it is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because every step and every lick is so coordinated and so pimped out Mm. that you'd be like, I can't miss this. It's just too tight, you know? Right. And watching it being a fan going, that is tight. And then when you're on there, in my position, it's like, this got to be tighter than what I saw because everybody's looking. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the only way, the only thing I could say was playing with Morris Day and being on stage with him was only one word, brother. Cool, you know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, I um, I, I actually got to jam with Prince at his birthday party when I was doing Erica Badu. I actually just found my uh, access passes for it, and he came up and jammed with us on a penitentiary philosophy, and that was oh, so cool yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Prince. Penitentiary. Prince came oh, up that- to me. That's Jesse's yeah, song, Penitentiary Philosophy. 
that's Badu. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Mama's oh, gun. yeah, Mama's Gun. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he wow. Came playing, and he just walked up while I was playing. He goes, what key are you in? I was like, C minor. He was like, <laughs> oh, really? What? Yeah, he just jumped in. And Erica was like, all you see is two high yellow brothers killing it on guitar. I was, yeah, I was just laughing. He said, y'all was killing it. Wow. I got, wow. I got to play with my hero. Why wouldn't I kill it? I'm not going to freeze up. You, were I you nervous? No. No, I was honored. I don't get nervous. The only person I ever get nervous around was my father. And the wow. only person I get nervous around was God. Everybody else Come on now. Dead to me, man. Wow. What? Did you have a chance to talk it's to friends already. at all? I mean, y'all, y'all were using your guitars to talk to one another. Were you able to exchange words with him? Um, he came, uh, his guitar tech, Takumi, came in and was showing me some of his guitars, and he just walked by. You like that? I said, it's dope. He said, thank you, and he just walked out. He, he that little <laughs> can't be on the move, man. He, a lot of energy, man. Uh, uh, I really miss him, and, uh, because yeah. yes, he sir. said some real things, and, um, mm-hmm. like, my buddy and him did a tribute, and I did Bambi over, and, uh, <laughs> I did it heavy. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and it's cool on YouTube, but I don't like the way they mastered it. But um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, when I get to work tomorrow, I'll send you a copy of that. It's yeah, on my drive. That. But I'm going to definitely send you the, the Death Touch cover. But, yeah, man, he was cool, man. It's like um, I got to meet a lot of my heroes, and a lot of my heroes got to see me play. Vernon Reed, uh, mm-hmm. saw me in New York, him, Jimmy Hazel, uh, Blackbird, Ooh. McKnight from Parliament, Funkadelic, Michael yes. Hampton. Like, Blackbird. That's like my uncle. Um, I used to sit up with Bird on Sundays when I was a kid, man, and uh, we used to sit up at his house in, in the hood, man. I lived in Carson. He lived in L.A. He was like, bring that guitar over, and we sit down, man, and me and Bird would just, like, work on approaches, man, and he was like, yeah, you got to work on this. I'd be like, okay, I'll see you next week, and that's what we would do. Wow. You know, Blackbird McKnight. Bird. Yeah, man, that's, that's Sam. That's Sam, but here in Mike Hampton, you know, you know, ah. those, are my, those, those are like my uncles, man. Wow. Those are like my uncles. Like, man, so you, to me, he said, man, I've been watching you. You know, you've been putting it down. Like, thank you, sir. <laughs> what else can you say? Michael Hampton, the guitar player on Not Just Knee Deep? Come on now. Knee Deep, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, and man. you actually used to... You used to open the show. We we got like a minute left, minute or two left, my brother. But you used to open the show for uh, the P Funk All Stars, right? And you used to open with uh, Cosmic right. Slop. Didn't you? Didn't you actually open yes, the, the show with Cosmic Slop? Yes. What was that like? Yes. Um, bone chilling. Whoa. It's, it's bone chilling because it's like you think That's about the Hazel, man. Yes, sir. Think about you. Think about Boogie. You think about Mike Hampton. You think about Blackbird. You think about all those cats that played that line. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That line is saying something. It's just not a line you play. It is. That, that That's right. Story. You know, I remember the first time George heard me play was at BET. And when mm-hmm. we went to break, he walked up to me and he got on the mic. He told me, he said, that's how you play that line. And Bird, you just made it hard on the whole band. Whoa. I was like, no way, Bird might have. I was like, yeah, man, I ain't played it like that in years, man. You're not doing my thing. <laughs> my bad. Man, I met Blackbird, man. I Yeah, we got to. You need to tell you that story because Bird be like, man, this dude here. <laughs> I'm going to reach out so to him, man. 
Oh man, yeah. I bet you did because I, I I had the privilege of seeing Bird. I, I actually opened for him years ago when I was spinning at the uh, Mint, and uh, that's the night I saw him do a live version of Maggot Brain, which of course is a oh, yeah. stone cold guitar standard put down by the late yeah. and great Mr. Eddie Hazel. Eddie Hazel himself and uh, Bird did it justice, man. But we got like less than a minute, man. I can't thank you enough for being here, man. Real quick, tell us how to keep in touch with you. Where can we find uh, information on Wicked Wisdom and how do we follow your work, my brother? Okay, Okay, here we go. You can hit me up at pockethonorayfacebook.com. You can hit me pockethonoray on Instagram.com. You can hit me up at pockethonoray69 at gmail.com directly. Direct. You can hit me up. I'm a human being. I don't pull that star stuff. Um, That's right. And those are the three best. Those are the three best ways you can get a hold of me. You know, yes, sir. Everyday people. You you can walk up to me and say, Hey, what's up? I'm gonna say, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And keep it pushing. That's you right. The brother did say he was from the Bay. Yes, sir. You did yeah. say you're from the Bay, yeah, and everyday man. people comes right out of Sly and the Family Stone, my brother. Yeah, I said, I've, I've been up. I've been up here four years now. I'm originally from Louisiana, country boy. Yes. Yes. 1119, St. Joseph Street, St. Joseph Street Mafia, much love. Um, Come on now. Yeah, man, I love this back up here because this is the closest thing I got to Louisiana. Wow. Well, I tell you what, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the Bay Area is lucky to have you, and uh, we definitely got to have you back come June 4th. But that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. That's Pocket Honoré. Check him out on Facebook and just hit the brother up. I also want to thank Miss Kat McGill. Check out her film and book release coming up this Friday in downtown Los Angeles at the Downtown Independent. And that's our show. Psychotic Bump School is here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. And check back with us because we will be back next week with a review of the incredible Avengers Endgame. And we're going to have some very, very special guests in the house for that. Yes, sir. So uh, thank you, Kat McGill. Thank you again, my brother. Pocket Honoré, and uh, y'all come on back next week. Psychotic Bump School, I'm DJ Rome. want to thank my producer, Frank Starks, the Iron Man behind the board, and we are out. Take care, y'all. Cool. Hey.